Get ready to celebrate God's call to go. Here's your weekly dose of heartwarming encouragement for the missionary in all of us. Welcome to Missions Change My Life. Now here's your host, Pastor Kevin. Good morning. This is Pastor Kevin. It's December the 8th and you're listening to the Missions Changed My Life show. We have an incredible guest lined up for you today with my co-host, Justin, who is our travel manager from India, who has spent most of 2020 over in the USA. He'll be helping with the interview. But Henry is a self-employed home improvement contractor from Raleigh, North Carolina. He and his wife attend Hope Community Church they serve in the family ministry and Hope on the Homefront outreach ministry there at Hope Community Church. Uh, Henry is the owner and operator of his business. He has been a general contractor basically by trade, but he is known as the Mr. Fix-It. Uh, he builds luxurious million-dollar homes. He is an incredible trimmer, cabinetry maker, and God has used his hands and these skills that he has given him on the mission field over in India. But we're going to turn Henry's interview into two parts because part one, we really want to take time just to hear Henry's testimony and his story that God has been telling through Henry's life. And then we're going to share in part two more about his trip over to India. But will you please join me in welcoming Henry to the Missions Change My Life show. Thank you for having me, guys. Thank you very much. Oh, it's an incredible blessing. I know that you're a busy man and life has thrown you some curveballs in 2020. We'll talk about that on the show. But thank you for your time. And yeah, I look forward to hearing your story. How are you it's doing? I'm doing well. Yeah. I'm, uh, like everybody else, COVID is uh, taking a toll on everybody's personal life, business life. But mm-hmm. I've been blessed that uh, I've been retired now for two years and uh, I'm working on a rehab remodel home mm-hmm. all by myself. So it's been uh, taking me so far 23 months mm-hmm. and wow. it's been just a joyful <laughs> experience. Yeah. And I treat it as a mission trip. I'm just there and God's guiding me and mm-hmm. he fills me with all the skills and patience that I need to get it done. And it's, it's coming out tremendous. So yeah. mm-hmm. what I really do miss is probably the fellowship, mm-hmm. uh, the mission trips. Um, I am a, uh, I have a COVID bullseye on the back of me because of my compromised immune systems. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife is the same way, and now my mother-in-law is here, so we have to be very careful on uh, where we go and who we're in contact with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're we're trying to trying to stick by the uh, CDC guidelines with uh, masks and distance, and mm-hmm. so we do our part, and then God always does His part. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, we have total faith that God will get us all through this. Yeah. And we will see the light at the end of the tunnel, hopefully very shortly. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, amen. Well, you're already letting the cat out of the bag somewhat in that you're talking about the rehab of, of your fixer-upper. And one of the curveballs of 2020 is that you, you're you not only fixing up your retirement home that you've been working on, yet that project, but you are fixing another home up north as a result of, mm-hmm. of a death in your family. Can you share about that? Yeah, my uh, father-in-law passed still uh, about a year and a half ago. 
I loved him. He was, uh, even though my father passed away many, many years ago, he kind of filled the gap. Mm-hmm. And so he is missed. He's not forgotten. Mm-hmm. It was funny because I have, I've been consoling my mother-in-law. She's very upset about leaving her home and her memories that mm-hmm. she had in this home. And I keep telling her that the home doesn't hold the memories. Your heart does. Mm, that's I had a home that I grew up in with my dad. He passed away. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of memories. And that home, the people that bought it, that house burned to the ground. But you know what? My memories didn't. Right. Mm, so I keep telling good. her, the memories are not in the house. They're in our hearts. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a tough transition for her, but uh, we'll get there. So, so uh, she has now moved in with you and your wife in North Carolina. Correct. Yeah. And uh, she keeps saying that, uh, you know, that she's a burden living with us. And I said, well, you're not a burden. <laughs> and again, you're not living with us. You're staying with us mm-hmm. until we can find you a home of your own. That's what she wants. She wants her independence again. And we want to get her home that's close enough, you know, mm-hmm. from us and her other son who lives in Nightdale. So somewhere in between would be nice. So she'll be well taken care of. She won't be alone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just got to get it through there. It's tough. Like I said, someone 81 years old going through this transition this late in life, it's probably a little overwhelming for her. Yeah. Major transition. Keep, yeah. Yeah. We keep, we just keep kind of reaffirming her that, you know, God's got it all. Mm-hmm. You know, we may not be happy with the timing that, you know, we're doing, but God's perfect. Yes. Trust me, he's going to do whatever he needs to do whenever it needs to be done. We just need to sit back, be patient, be quiet, wait for the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you're fixing up a, a home in North Carolina. You have um, taken care of your uh, in-laws home and that is being sold uh, even as we speak. Mm-hmm. Trade-wise, you're a general contractor. How do you describe? Yes, I've been a... Uh, I don't like to use the word general contractor because that sounds like a guy who just drives around in a truck and makes phone calls. (laughs) Okay. I am a working GC where I do most of the trades myself. I do everything from framing to painting, Mm -hmm. uh, mostly everything in between. I know how to do all the licensed trades, HVAC, plumbing, and electric, but on most jobs that are permitted, we need to hire those people. Mm So, you know, I've made my friends in the last 20 years being in North Carolina, and uh, they have all been helping me out. Mm-hmm. And they understand that my budget is tight, so I'm basically one of their helpers. Mm-hmm. I do most of the work, but they do all the technical stuff, and their license number is on the permit, so everything is hunky-dory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, coming out nice, the labor of love, and I love showing up every day. So, yeah, as I was saying before, you know, COVID has really put a, a monkey wrench in a lot of people's businesses mm-hmm. and livelihoods. But I haven't skipped a beat. So yeah. I show up every day, work as many or as few hours as I want to. There is no pressure, no deadline. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I sit there all day. And, you know, I keep saying people say you don't have any help. I said, yes, <laughs> I have myself. I have my heavenly father. I have mm-hmm. his son and I have the Holy Spirit work on me. So we have everybody. Four man team. 
<laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Well, Henry is known. He's a modest man, but he is known for his luxurious trim work. Justin, you've been in, in his home. Oh, yeah. When I came Nicole to America built. first time. Yeah. I was there with them. I know. I had to remind Justin, this is not the way most Americans live. You are going from RDU Airport to, to a million-dollar mansion. Uh, it's a beautiful home. Oh yeah, I, I, I like. I I remember that I told my family it's kind of like heaven. <laughs> yeah, it's like moving you know. into the Biltmore house. Oh yeah, it's, <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah. And and but what makes it even more beautiful is when you're there in the home with Henry and Nicole, mm -hmm. and it's Henry's hands that built that home. Yeah, it's just amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's such a beautiful this, house. But this is this had no intention. I had no intentions when I built this house for it to be my forever dream home. Mm -hmm. I built it as if it was going to be, but there is there is no way that Nicole and I, we have no children, need a home like this. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it was after my first mission trip when I got the culture shock when I came home, not when I was away, mm -hmm. that I fell to my knees in this driveway and asked God why. Mm. why did you bless us with so much when people have so little mm -hmm. yeah and then it hit me that if the people that have so much are to reach out and help those with little mm -hmm. so since then we opened our home mm -hmm. we've uh we've had people that were in uh, financial difficulties mm -hmm. we had them stay with us for mm -hmm. a year so they can get back on their feet and now they mm -hmm. were able to afford their own home now we open it up to church gatherings. Mm -hmm. We let people have their wedding receptions in our house, in our backyards, mm -hmm. yeah. 50th birthday parties, 60th birthday parties for people. So, yeah, I think more people enjoy our home more so than we do. Yeah. <laughs> so, and yeah. I thank God for that. that it, it's not a it's not a waste. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he blessed us with the stewardship of taking care of this place that mm -hmm. he blessed us with. So. In turn, we're going to bless other people with the blessings that we got from God. You're going to hear my praises roar from the ashes. Hope will arise. And now imagine yourself on the foreign mission field. You and your team are on the bus going to today's programs. After singing a few songs, Pastor Kevin stands to deliver a devotion. Hey team, gather around. Before we go out into the mission today, I just want to encourage you with this word. The word is freedom. I want you to think about that word. Think of freedom. Galatians 5.1 says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourself be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. We are given grace over fear or doubt as we know our identity in Christ. That's where the grace comes from. The grace that God gives us comes from freedom. I used to be incredibly insecure, but some friends trained me in the word about our freedom in Christ. I mean, just think back to Adam and Eve. They had perfection. When you and I were created, we were created significant, secure, and accepted. But what robbed us of that was the sin when Adam and Eve sinned against God, that significant security and acceptance was traded for guilt, 
fear and rejection. Right there is where fear comes from. It's when fear entered the picture, and now we are born into this fallen world, and we don't have to be trained to be afraid. We absolutely have to deal with fear on a regular basis. But fortunately, there is good news because in Christ, our original identity has been restored to us. In Christ, we are significant again, secure and accepted. The freedom from fear and doubt is so important. Otherwise, if we allow, the enemy will do whatever he can to distract us from the mission. And I don't want us to be distracted today in the mission that God is sending us into. God has given us. I challenge you today to be praying that we will be free to know and do God's will. Freedom is a gift from God. Today, all throughout our mission, I encourage you to think of that word, freedom. You can do it. Okay, let's get out there. Ready, set, go. Kevin's new book, Audacious Generosity, was an instant international bestseller on Amazon. Audacious Generosity is now available worldwide on Amazon in paperback, hardback, ebook, and audiobook. You'll find the Audacious Generosity ebook on Apple Books, Kindle, Google Play, and all the popular online ebook stores. The Audacious Generosity audiobook was recorded by Kevin himself, and reviewers are loving it. The audiobook can be found online in over 40 audiobook stores worldwide, including Audible, Apple, Google, and more. Buy Audacious Generosity for yourself. Gift it to your family and friends for the holidays. Discover why Audacious Generosity was an instant bestseller. Audacious Generosity is all about you enjoying a living relationship with God that's fueled by courage, characterized by freedom, and overflowing with audacious generosity. Get your copy today. We want to show some local love to Jim Branch from Raleigh, NC. Jim has over 40 years of experience in real estate sales and development in the Triangle. Since retiring, Jim has been a private investor in local companies and serves on the board of the North State Bank, Missions Triangle, and the YMCA of the Triangle. Global Hope India is one of the 650 ministries being strengthened through Mission Triangle. Jim is known throughout North Carolina as a community advocate through his generosity to Christian and community nonprofits. Thank you, Jim, for all that you do. You're being very modest and, and I understand, you know, it's awkward to put out all the financial details on a podcast like this, but I know from being a friend of yours that it was really a miracle of God that put you in that home. You didn't really build it for yourself, but yet the Lord really made it clear to you that this is his labor of love through you for you and for Nicole and for the kingdom. And you've really used it for the kingdom. Uh, one personal thing impact on me. Well, there's been many because, you know, you brought uh, Justin into your home and uh, GHI's had uh, several different staff development things there in the home. And, and then we've had our partners from India that have had meetings there in the home and you and Nicole have hosted those. But in 2020, just this year, 
it was it was in that home where Bart Queen, a communications coach, worked with me to really lay out the book Audacious Generosity mm-hmm. and the chapters of mm-hmm. that. And it's just it's very appropriate in my mind because there's a spirit of generosity over you and Nicole and your yeah. life. And so for that book to be really framed out in that home, in that environment is no small coincidence of God. <laughs> and, None um, whatsoever. and now we hold a book in my hand. Uh, it's been published. It's available on Amazon. But you and Nicole um, have definitely been a part of that story and even an example of audacious generosity. So I'm just very mm-hmm. blessed to get to, to know you and to really see your witness for Christ. And it's in this context that you really, uh, we're going to come back to this story of you falling to your knees in your own driveway as a result of coming back from a mission trip. But before Justin begins to ask you about the mission trip over to India, I really want our audience to hear a little bit more of, of your testimony because it really sets up God's glory in missions because you and Nicole, there was a day that you would not even want to be in the same room together and your marriage was broken and you really felt like your life and career uh, was a disaster and you walked into a church. Can you give us a, a short version of that testimony of God in your life and what I, he's I done? I walked into a church that I didn't even know was a church. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention on the car ride there, and I thought we were just stopping somewhere to pick something up on the way to church. Actually, she was a client who became a very good friend of mine, saw my distress because of my marital issues. She kept asking me and inviting me to church, and after the fourth invite, I finally said yes, just to keep her quiet. (laughs) Yep. I had no intentions of getting anything out of it other than... I was going to make her happy and she's going to stop pestering me. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I walked through that door, I needed it bad, but did not know it. And mm-hmm. it was just such a welcoming feeling, a loving feeling that everyone who approached me was, was just so kind and open and just invited me into this home, this mm-hmm. church. Mm-hmm. And that first service, Mike Lee was, was preaching Mm -hmm. and I looked at this woman and said, why did you tell him about my issues? (laughs) And she looked at me and said, I didn't say a word Uh because that's how God works. Yeah. And he was preaching about my issues and it hit me like a brick. Mm -hmm. And from that, that was, uh, I want to say two weeks before Christmas in 2012. Mm -hmm. And I haven't missed a service since and mm-hmm. some of the good ones I've listened to three or four times online mm-hmm. and I, I I cannot get enough of God's word mm-hmm. I'm sitting on this remodel job and I I listen to podcasts mm-hmm. I listen to your book mm-hmm. I've gone through your book twice oh, praise <laughs> <Wow>. God. <laughs> and oh, yes hallelujah. it's such yeah. a comforting feeling I am so thankful <laughs> mm-hmm that whatever it took to get me to go there mm-hmm. and this woman's persistence 
paid off. Yeah. Yeah. So Henry's sharing about Hope Community Church, Raleigh, North Carolina. It's had a major impact on our family as well. And Pastor Mike Lee. And it's so funny. You really thought Mike, Pastor Mike had been briefed on here comes this man named Henry and he's got this boatload of issues and we need you to share a message that speaks to Henry. (laughs) And Mike Mike didn't know Henry from Adam uh, and no one had ever briefed him on Henry. But the Holy Spirit was, you were definitely primed for an, an intervention of, of your Heavenly Father into your life. And so at that moment, you and Nicole were very hurt and very angry. And you had lawyer, she had lawyer, you were really, really in a major dispute. And so tell us the rest of the story about, <laughs> about how both of you end up in the same church at the same time, even though you wouldn't even be in the same room together. Right. It's hilarious. It, 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 you know, it, our relationship really, really crashed mm. head on 80 miles an hour into a brick wall, and it was shattered into a million pieces. Mm-hmm. So when I went to church, and I, there was no way that my glee could do this service without knowing my circumstances. That's how I felt. Somebody mm-hmm. had to tell them what was going on. Mm-hmm. But of course that was not true. That was the Holy spirit working. When I got out of that, I found out that my wife was approached by her friends who saw her distress. And it, and I, I hate saying the word coincidence because it wasn't a coincidence, but they brought her to the same church. <laughs> and she heard a service that touched her heart as well. Mm, and, uh-huh. you know, as soon as I left that service that night, that's when all the anger just, it, it, it was like a cloud was lifted. Wow. And I gave up the fight for all this material all the money, all the houses, the car, I gave it up. I mm-hmm. didn't want it anymore because mm-hmm. I already have what I need. Yeah. And it, it was just so, I don't know what the right words to say, but it was definitely a gift from God. Everything that's happened during and since I know now is no longer a coincidence. Mm-hmm. It's not luck. It's not chance. Yeah. It's, we are definitely being guided. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I I have a special sign that God kept putting on my heart before I came to him, which actually plays a part in my life today because I still see the signs. And what it tells me is God is with me always, 24-7, 365 days a year. When I need to talk to God, I just do my alone time. I talk to him. I, I be still for however long it takes. And the thoughts that come into my head, I know are not mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> And I just, I follow them. That's my, my daily quest mm-hmm. every day is for, to just be still long enough for God to put whatever thoughts in my head and in my heart. And mm. he just steers my feet in the right direction every day. Yeah. My days are not perfect by mm-hmm. any stretch of the imagination, but I, there's no way I could get through or could have got through what we were both going through mm-hmm. without God as our nucleus. Yeah. Well, I promise our audience this is a an interview for the Missions Change My Life podcast, but I really I really feel like it should also be an interview for the um, Audacious Generosity podcast because one of the witnesses that you share Henry in your testimony is 
you went from that service of really forgiving Nicole and just letting go of things that you had really been at each other's throat over. And I remember you, you telling me about the day you went to your attorney and you said, just let her have it all. And it really broke the whole spirit of division that was occurring within you. But Henry, right there is, is evidence, not only that there is a God, but, but that God strategy is audacious generosity. Cause you went from give me what is mine to just let her have it all. I don't, I don't yes. want any of it. Give it all to her. And that, that was a witness of audacious generosity. And God really used that. Share, share that with us. I came to this state of North Carolina in 1999 with an air mattress, a dresser, and my tools. We had enough money scraped up for a down payment on the house. And when we finally got here, I said, okay, we have the house. Now how are we going to pay for it? And not having God in my life it, it, back then, to me, it's an amazing financial story that you came from nothing. And now, you know, since 1999, we have this home. We have everything we could possibly need financially. And it was on that first service, Hope Community Church used to hand out this paper pamphlet every service. And it had a lot of little tidbits in there. And uh, one section was mission trips. And from that first night, when I read the descriptions of mission trips, I was on a mission to find a mission. Wow. <laughs> Hallelujah. And it, yeah. it took, I want to say it took about six months because I did put my name in that I was interested. And of course I got some calls right away. Mm -hmm. And of course they don't fit your schedule. Mm -hmm. So I kind of put them off, put them off until I finally agreed to one. And I wish I would have done that when I was 16 years old mm -hmm. instead of in my fifties. Because, yeah, how it changed my life from that point on, from 2012 on, I, I could not even fathom what my life would be now had I brought God into it when I was a young kid. Yeah. But had that not happened, all the things in my life, I don't think I would be the, the person I am today mm -hmm. and have the appreciation that I do. Mm -hmm. So basically, God brought me from rags to riches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I'm doing whatever I can to share that with other people yeah. that are less fortunate. And it was that first mission trip that just changed my view of life, changed my view of how I see other people, other cultures, how I look at people standing on a street corner with a sign. Mm -hmm. Yes, it, it just opened my heart. Mm -hmm. I, I, I can't do enough. For other people. Right. And that's why I wrote Audacious Generosity, because I really long for that, for all of our brothers and sisters in Christ to really know the joy of having a mission from God and walking in a daily living relationship with him and just watching him give generously through us uh, to accomplish yeah. that mission. And you live that out. And so I honor you, my brother, for that. And I thank you for your impact on my life. And there, I have one thing I have to say is yeah. that a lot of people, I, I've uh, had my story up on the big screen at church, and people come to me and thank me for sharing and tell me all these great things about myself. And I said, look, I got to tell you all one thing. I do appreciate, you know, 
you saying those things, but if it wasn't for God, mm -hmm. there would be no story to tell. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he gets all the glory. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. In college, I had a professor really break apart the word history into his story. And that's really yes. true in all of our lives. Our history is God's story. It's his story. Yes. And our tests are now our <laughs> testimonies. <laughs> that's great. Yes. I love that. I have been like listening your story like several times in India, even here. But it's, I always feels like, wow, I always want to listen to your story. You can keep going, like, you know, again and again. Mm -hmm. But it's just like so exciting to hear your story. Yeah. So thank you for being with us today and listening to part one of Henry. You're going to want to join us next week for part two as we really dive deeper into Henry's story of his mission trip over to India. And I look forward to having you back next week for Missions Changed My Life. This episode is complete, so head over to globalhopeindia.org for show notes, resources, and opportunities to go to India through GHI. Continue to be radically transformed by God as you live out the Great Commission, and we'll see you again next week here at Missions Change My Life.